tragically disappoint our parents. Welcome back to the show in the year 2020. I just want to thank all our listeners for listening in and writing us after the Jenna Halili episode, and thank you to her. I do want to share one of our fan letters before we take off for this episode on queer dating, which we will tell you more about in a second. So at Mel Pag, M-E-L-P-A-G, she wrote, I'm a new listener, and it feels so great to know there are other Filipino-Americans who acknowledge the toxicity within our culture and at the same time not ashamed if that makes any sense i've experienced a lot of trauma with my family and i finally started going to therapy so <laughs> <laughs> yes oh mel i am so happy for you that's like a quote by quote Ugh. going to therapy to help cope with it all finding this podcast is really helping me with this process i haven't been able to find others that can relate to except my siblings and cousins it's nice to know that we're not alone Anyway, I just want to say I'm so glad you exist. Looking forward to more episodes. Oh my gosh. So sweet. So sweet. Um, there, there are awards for working after work, so thank you two for being here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me remind you that I'm on a gap year. Still work to drive down here, though, from where you are. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Um, let's check in um, before we get into this episode. What's new with you two? Um, I was teasing Daniel last week about about, what? about not being on social media anymore. Oh, no. And I, like, maybe a week later or something, I for sure deleted Facebook and Twitter <gasps> off of my phone. And I have been at such peace. Yeah. And um, I want to apologize for rolling my eyes at you. Um, <laughs> by all means. <laughs> but, um... So I deleted it because, you know, everyone was all like, eh, Aquafina, eh. But, like, I, it was, like, really upsetting to yeah. me because, um, like, folks are very interested in, like, being the first at something. So, like, cool, she made history as, like, uh, what it, I don't know, whatever she won. Right. But without any, like, recognition of the anti-blackness that happens when she's, like, puts on this, um, like, she performs, like, she lampoons blackness, mm -hmm. and that's how mm -hmm. she created her career, but now she's, like, Nora, and, right. like, we're all just Rebranding. Yeah, like, Rebranding. now she's, like, mainstream. Right. So, fuck that. And, um, but also, like, I feel <laughs> really good about not having those apps on my phone. You're right. I, I, uh, deleted mine for three, four days because I'm the social media manager for my department at work. And Yikes! I know. They were like, <laughs> why is our thing dead? And I was just like, I'm just taking care of my mental health, but sorry for ruining the algorithm. So I, I applaud both of you for trying to be offline. It's nice. It's, it's real nice. I went into the jacuzzi for the first time. Who are you? I know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Alaska, do we have jacuzzis? <laughs> When's the time to go to a jacuzzi? Never. All the time. I mean, that's true. But then, like, most jacuzzis are outside, right? Exactly. You have that nice little, yeah. like, balance. Isn't Wait, that what they that, do on Jersey Shore? That extreme balance. <laughs> Of blizzard and oh, hot yeah, boiling yeah. water. It's real sexy. <laughs> so real. So are you saying that like my top half is just frozen, yes. but the bottom half is like <laughs> yes. nice and cozy? That's, that's how that goes. Um, <laughs> I before uh, for my check in, I just want to talk about how we just had Cochinta in here, and uh, and Ron. Yes, and if anyone else has ever had 
Kuchinta, uh, that they've never given enough coconuts. Never. So we just want you to collectively campaign over this political, non-political issue. <laughs> <laughs> Please having more, the, maybe even the size of two Kuchintas for coconut. That's, not, that's just fair. I think it's fair. I think that's a great platform to live off of. You know what? I'm going to run for mayor. <laughs> and that's going to be my platform. Is as your new mayor, as your first non-binary mayor of Las Vegas, I'm going to provide equal amounts. Equal. That's a lot. Equal. I'm all about equity. Equal <laughs> amounts of cuchinta per coconut. <laughs> That's my platform. Yeah, my vote. And I think you may get the Phil- Philippine X vote. Too. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking like a whole shaped coconut for one kuchinta. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty equitable. I'm I'm willing to um, like make some leeway. I'm all about fluidity, um, and so you know, different kuchinta. Um, consumers need different amounts of coconut, and so I'm going to take that into account. Yes. Um, I'm going to listen to my constituents. That's neat. (laughs) And, um... We're going to caucus about it. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to caucus. And, uh, vote for me. Let's get into the episode. Um, we are talking about queer dating today, and so why is this topic important on Bruja Baddies. We want to recognize that there are um, populations in our community. What? (laughs) Oh shit, they're going to find me out. (laughs) That are queer. Excuse me? Today is the day you're going to find out here in 2020. Um, And so I would love to hand over the mic to my two co-hosts about this and why they've um, decided to be so open with me and all of you. Well, also like why did you choose? I like. Why did you choose this topic? Okay. <laughs> um, Besides being a nosy bee, <laughs> I am a real nosy bee. But at the same time, I think that um, our platform has really become a safe space for really having hard conversations. And you know, I mean, I've had people write me back about Nicole and Daniel about like, how do they get to where they are? How how can they be this confident? And I think what? that there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of backstory that I think that they'll let us peel back a little bit more if they let me uh, during today's episode. I consent to that. Um, And so a content warning, and since we are talking about um, relationships, um, the topic will go into abuse and assault Mm -hmm. within like interpersonal dating. Um, And then secondly, this is... So queer dating is explicitly queer because of the homophobia that we experience as queer folks. But at the same time, I think that um, the heteros, <laughs> the straight folks. It sounds like a construction company. <laughs> the, he- the, the heteros out there, um, or like just anyone, like non-dating folks or whatever, like there are things to be learned just by talking about relationships and really thinking about communication and what consent looks like and um, 
the social construction of love and what we think we're supposed to think Ooh. love is like. Mm-hmm. You're getting real deep, real quick. You know what? <laughs> Shout out to my femter, Dr. Anita. Mm, what's up? <laughs> Dr. Anita, who's at um, Cal State Long Beach. It's in Long Beach. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm so terrible. Um, You'll always be at UNLV with us. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> but uh, Dr. Anita taught like a taught a queer a radical queer love course that I did not take, but I got to hear a few lessons from that, and it really like made me think about what queer dating is, mm. or I guess just dating in general. And Daniel, we, <laughs> we, we're like intensely staring at each other. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like ch- processing yes. what Nicole just said um, about this idea of like radical queer love. Because like that's, I don't know what like that means. I mean, like I'm going to be like just transparent. I have no idea what that right. means because um, like throughout like my like I guess like my teenage and also my adult life I've just gotten into um very toxic and also very emotionally um what's the word um compromising situations Mm, um so I'm I'm willing to hear like the different perspectives that we have about this idea of radical queer love because I want to learn about that well, if you find yourself at UC <laughs> Long Beach, I'm I'm sure there's a syllabus that I could send you <laughs> in PDF format. Um, I also, before we aired on here, Daniel also brought up, you know, because I do identify as someone who is het, like how we can also be really intrusive in this particular topic. Can you? Um... Right. Um, so, I guess one of the main things about about um, like queer people's, no, let's say love life and sex life, like it's, there may be similarities to, um, to those of like heterosex love, dating, et cetera, et cetera. But like, still please keep in mind that like our lives are like our lives, they're private. And there is, um, I don't want to say there's no, like there's zero like place for you to like, get to know us, yeah. but, like, don't intrude in that, like, parts of our lives if we don't want you to. Right. So what I'm understanding is um, queer folks are not spectacles. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've been living my life incorrectly. <laughs> as, a, as a big spectacle. <laughs> as a capital, bold, italic spectacle? <laughs> uh, let's, oh, <laughs> Where can we find more, for those who are just catching up on season two, where can we find more about the two of you? Um, well, Daniel and I separately did an episode, yeah. so yeah. click and subscribe! <laughs> um, and then scroll through and also listen to the other episodes. Yes. Yeah. But I guess, so, for the purpose of time, we're not, like, going to go back into, yeah, like, yeah. a backstory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess if you have any specific questions, platonically hit us up on the DMs. I say platonically because I'm not looking for anything that's, okay. I mean, <laughs> that's non-platonic, so I don't know about Daniel. Excuse me, I am in a relationship, Ooh, but, okay. but these DMs are open for platonic messages. 
That's all I meant. Wait, but also, how can we get these platonic messages if we don't have social media? Ooh. <laughs> Full circle. Right? Um, I mean, I guess uh, hit up the Bruja baggies, yes. and then Jean will be the, the well, carrier pigeon. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so, um, what's next? Remember, uh... Okay, so, um... So that we don't have to go into a complete, like, yeah. biography. Um, let's start with an ASL. What's that? What is an ASL? I'm thinking of American Sign Language, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. So, age, sex, location, which is I am speak from the late 1990s and early 2000s. So, like, Hotmail AIM. Right. If people didn't say hello, they said ASL. They don't have time for them hello. Yeah, it's like ASL, do you have a pick to trade? <laughs> of the bottom half of your body. <laughs> so I guess to, um, like, why are we doing an ASL? To, uh, to know the two of you real quick. Okay, so I am 37, I am non-binary, and born in California, currently in Las Vegas. Daniel. I am 26. No wonder you don't know what an ASL is. <laughs> Cis gay male. And then um, born in the Philippines. Moved to Alaska. Now in Las Vegas. Whoa, world traveler. <laughs> um, let's talk about your current dating uh, uh, status. Status? Statuses. So... In March, I will have been married for one year. Whoa. Excuse you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, um, heartbreakers out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I love my wife. Gross. We love her too. <laughs> Hi, Heather. <laughs> Daniel, what about you? Um, I have, have been in a relationship for... I think we just entered two months, but we've known each other for approximately four. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Wow. So two of you are from very uh, <laughs> opposite, <different> ends. <laughs> opposite ends of this um, dating status. So, what's the dating processes for you all? I mean, I guess as your village elder, I will go into <laughs> my dating history. Whoa. Um, so like I I'm a Pisces and so I Boy. I <laughs> you're so rude but it is very true. Um, so like I'm supposed to love romance and all this kind of all these things. Which um, looking back at like my teenage diaries, like yeah, all I wanted was like a boyfriend and like just someone to like cuddle me. Aww. Like I just wanted to be loved, but I am not a romantic person. Like. I'm just not romantic. Like, I don't know how to, like, set a mood, I guess. <laughs> like, um, I think all of my partners have, like, if we're, like, whatever, getting hot and heavy, I'll, like, crack a joke. Because that's <laughs> wow. who I am. Maybe I'll talk to my therapist about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, like, I had, I my, like, my first quote-unquote boyfriend was, like, in the fifth grade, but, like, Dang. you know, he let me borrow his Sega Genesis. <laughs> like he had hella games, and so I was like, you know what? There's benefits here. There were benefits. 
Um, and then I think my like my first, um, and then you also have to think like I was born LDS, so like um, I I liked a lot of guys that I went to church with, and like I briefly dated like one of my friends' uh, brothers. Um, and, like, I was, like, 18, 19, so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, didn't know how to, um, like, he was seeing other people at the same time, and I didn't know how to articulate, like, like, I was upset, but, like, why was I upset? Because we didn't set that boundary of, like, okay, I will see you, but I'm also seeing someone else at the same time. Like, we can have those conversations, um, but for, like, I didn't know that as a ding-dong 18-year-old, which is, like, you know, definitely something that I've learned within the last couple years. Um, I, you know, I, um, like, I had my first serious boyfriend when I was, like, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. Um, I met him at the airport, or, like, I worked at the airport as security. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you guys just, like, No, like, we were coworkers. like... You've got mail or something like right? that. Right. No. Which, which I guess is a, like a, I would suggest not dating your coworkers. Mm. Um, and I, it took me like three relationships to figure that out. <laughs> you know what? We all, we all eat where we shit, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I brought it not. But um, <laughs> I, and that's so like my longest relationship has been um, five and a half, six years. And that ended like, four years ago recent yeah um so like i've like i've dated younger i've dated older (laughs) i like you know i date everyone um i think uh and then within the last couple years like i explored non-monogamy and like what hooking up is like Mm -hmm. um so i guess that's my and now i'm married yeah (laughs) and that's not to say like all of that has ended. Adventure yeah. has ended. Like, like, no. I have a question. So when you were dating, like, before you were 18 or whatnot, um, with these LDS boys, did you ever think that you would marry them? That was, like, the whole... That was, like, my life's goal. Like, the traje- trajectory? Right, because yeah. it's the yeah. narrative. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I used to have employees who were LDS, and, like, every time they had dates, and they're like, this is the one I'm going to marry, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, you date to marry? Yeah. Rather than, like... You date to get to know people, yeah, like or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's a that culture is another episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we said we're gonna get heavy, but not that heavy, y'all. We know you have to be places. Nah. Any um, questions anyone else has for Nicole about that? <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> about like being Mormon? <laughs> no, no, not about being Mormon, but in terms of or like trying to date while being Mormon. <laughs> like, I guess what I've gathered really that was important from your story is like. You tried on really different hats and, like, adopted to different narratives when it came to dating without being like, well, you know, I was told as a woman that I should do shit like this. because You know, like, at some point in the in you learning, you're like, I can be fluid. I can be with other people that aren't white men from church. And that took, like, it was just, like, a whole learning experience. Right. So I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is that I'm, I'm trying to take a very... Um, thank you next approach Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. dating Mm -hmm. and for sure there are like exes who I do not have like I'm not on speaking terms with and um 
and I do have exes that I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to look at each relationship as like, okay, this is what I learned from that. And because um, I'm not perfect and I wasn't like the perfect partner well, or dater yeah. there yeah. either. So like it's, it's just like a learning experience. Right. Which I think previously I've always <laughs> just kind of been like, because of this, like, social construction of love, like, yes. just wanted everything to be perfect. Like, right. Like, there's no bad times or anything like that. Which, like, ends up being imperfect. Yeah. Wow. Because you can't force it. Yeah. Um, that just gives me, that just makes me, just, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes when you're in it, you really... To win it? Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, like, I was just thinking the other day, I don't think about who I thought about, like, life or death. This is life or death if I'm not with this person. Mm. And then mm-hmm. when, now I live a life where I d- forget their name. Like, it's I think that's, like, a sign of healing in a sense. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. like exes? Yeah, exes and stuff. Or know? even, like, flings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure don't, don't remember the names of some people. <laughs> They're, like, listening to this episode, like, oh. <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> um... Well, thank you for sharing that, um, especially this uh, one long-term relationship that you brought up. Did you think you were going to marry them before you married someone like Heather? I, okay, so like, I always thought that I was going to, I would say that there are a couple folks that I dated that I thought I was going to marry. Right. Um, But like shit happens like you grow apart like you Mm -hmm. you grow apart or you just don't have the same um priorities in what Mm -hmm. or what you don't have the same you don't agree on what you want your relationship to look like yeah so uh shit just happens i have a question too um because like growing up for me too i was very like structured in like a hetero mindset of of um of relationships Mm -hmm. where did like the queer shift happen of like do you mean like queer shift okay because like have you heard of the term um heteronormativity or homonormativity no can you explain that to our (laughs) listeners (laughs) okay (laughs) so i can't remember like i i learned it at school um (laughs) i have no citation so i learned about homonormativity as like a concept of um being in a same-sex relationship, but in all intents and purposes, recreating heterosexuality in your relationship. Oh. Like, recreating these binaries of, like, who's mask? Also, who's like, femme? a compulsory heterosexuality yeah. within, uh, like... Uh, but in a queer right. relationship. Okay. So, like, um, I'm thinking about, like... So, like... Okay, yes, I love my wife mm-hmm. very much. Uh, we... Like, so we got married because I <laughs> need benefits. Like, <laughs> like, like I need, like, health care. <laughs> and it just so happens that we love each other also. Um, and so I think about, like, I think if, like, maybe we wouldn't have taken that civic governmental step if, like, I had right. my own access to health care. That's but, fair. Yeah. Because um, I think even then, like, folks ask her, like, Oh, so is Nicole going to take your last name? Like, mm-hmm. shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? you're like, right, so you're right. I would yeah. say that, like, taking your spouse's last name, if you're, like, a femme person, um, is a very, like, 
hetero thing. And I'm thinking about, like... Yeah, just very much recreating, like, what straight relationships, or quote-unquote straight relationships look like. Like a picket fence. Right. 2.5 kids or whatever. Um, Yeah. I guess, like, what I meant to ask was... (laughs) (laughs) No, but that was a great term to learn. Right, right. Um, What I meant to ask was, like, the emotional, like, aspects of, I don't know, like... Like, when did you, when did you have, start having feelings and start going towards, like, people of, like, uh, like, not, not heteronormative, like, um, what am I trying to say? Heteronormative. Like, when did I start getting real gay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Two years um, I, for sure, had a crush on someone that I knew from church, but, like, didn't articulate it as a mm-hmm. crush. And I think I talked about this in my episode. Um... <laughs> And I, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably bi. Or, like, I am bi. Huh. And then just, like, didn't. Mm-hmm. I just buried it. Um, and then I think, like. Typical. I started, <laughs> yeah. And so I I started, like, going out and, like, not doing things that, like, Mormon girls should do. Like, I started drinking. I started, like, partying. How old like, are you? I was, like, well over 21. Like, yeah, I was for sure, like, 22 or 20. Like, I'm a late bloomer. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I just, when I found out that another, uh, that another woman was attracted to me, that I was like, I'm going to try this out. Oh. Yeah. Was it scary to be, like, but were you for sure that they were also queer or were, like, I actually wasn't sure if they were brave. You're brave. Well, I mean, I knew that they were in, um, and this is my first girlfriend. Um, and like she has a kid. So like, whoa, there was some not queer stuff happening at some point. Ooh, yeah. Um, and like, I just went for it. Okay. So I guess like the, what pushed me over the edge or like what made me teeter that line of like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'm only going to be gay for this person. And then just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go like kiss that woman. <laughs> um, like Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> and I mean, also like, and this can be a whole other episode about like having white partners. Mm-hmm. Cause like, why did it take a white lesbian Mm. For it to get me to be like, oh, I'm only gay for Tegan Quinn, mm. you know? Um, which we can talk about that another time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Tegan and Sarah that like pushed me over the edge. It was all those like terrible lyrics <laughs> and those <laughs> bad haircuts. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Tegan and Sarah fans are going to come for me. <laughs> they are. They are. They're also the same listeners who were ex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Daniel, tell us about your dating processes. Oh, okay, um, so in, in my episode, um, <laughs> it all it all boils down to quote quote daddy issues. <laughs> oh my gosh, do you go to therapy? <laughs> Yes, I'm oh. still working through cool. daddy issues. Cool. Cool. I'm glad um, that you like recognize that. Thank you. Because not a lot of people 
want to confront that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, it does go back to um, <clears throat> me not having like a strong male figure in my life um, and just everyone else who has, or like every, like every man that has become, like that has, that was super like supportive or very, very kind. Um, I'm just like naturally like attracted to, or like at least connected mm. to. Um, so growing up, um, very religious household. So very similar to Nicole. Um, I kind of like also buried like my mm. my queerness, and I'm like, yeah. So I have feelings for <laughs> the swimmer, <laughs> but also like you know we're just bros um yeah. or like maybe i like oh i have a crush on my best friend who plays this instrument but we're just bros yeah. um Aww. so like there's that and like i mean at, at at this point like now that we're like adults i was able to like communicate that to them and be mm -hmm. like yeah in high school i had a crush on you because i didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> um yeah it's and hormonal yeah and what's nice too is that like they uh, not reciprocated, what's the word I'm looking for? They've also just, like, you know, like, said, yeah, like, we know. And that's, like, such a good, like, support system to mm. have. To that, like, even though, like, Aww. I may have, like, romantic interests towards them, they're just, like, you're cool. Like, it's okay. I'm not going to judge you, like, for it. That's so cool. But anyways, going back to, like, um, my my dating. Um, like, daddy issues. <laughs> People who are um, very supportive, just like loving, just like like me for who I am. <laughs> um, you are a treat. You're a delight. Thank you. I would even say I'm a whole buffet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a treat. Thank you. Um, but um, I'm okay. So when I left Kodiak, so that's my hometown, small hometown. I have like two, three gay friends, who I'm still like friends with, but. For some reason, we have this, like, unspoken pact to, like, never date each other. Mm. So we, like, we just, like, didn't. Um, but also, I think we all, we didn't want drama to be at the school mm -hmm. because um, it's a small town. Everyone's going to know about it. Um, so then when I left for college, that's when everything happened. Like, I've never kissed, like, I've never kissed a woman or a man. Mm. Um, and I kissed both, like, both women and men in college. But then at this point, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm hella gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then, um, it wasn't until maybe halfway through, like, my college career that I got on, like, you know, the apps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, um, so I got on the apps, I started... You know, being a uh, hoe for show. Mm. Um, but also just, like, still didn't know what it's like to, you know, like, this, like, idea of love. Mm. Because everything is just very, um, what is it? Quick. Everything is very um, shallow. And it's just like, all right, one and done, and then they leave. Temporary. Very temporary. And even, like, when I try to, like, reach out and just be friends, like, it's nothing because it's initially sexual. Mm. Mm. Um, so, I guess, like, again, like, going back to, like, me saying, like, the idea of, like, queer love doesn't, like, I have no idea what it is because I guess not until, um, not until I met my, my boyfriend 
uh, Jacob. Yeah, I know. Hi. Hey, <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Sorry. Um, not until I met him, like, I feel completely um, safe. Okay. Mm. I feel um, like I could be who I am. Aww. And, like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel bad about myself. Mm. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it's also, like, it's strange, too, because, you know, people say, like, you know, like, people come into your lives for a reason. I mean, it's <laughs> true, but, um, I mean, like, like, I'm not discounting Jacob. Hi, Jacob. <laughs> um, I'm not discounting him, but, like, all the people, like, the people that I've been with uh-huh. beforehand, um, are, like, put me in, like, very bad spots, that like took me a while to get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking of like just one that I'm still you know I'm still kind of healing from. Okay. But like I've healed definitely like a lot more than like from where I was before. Um, like my friends would say that I had an emotional relationship with this person um, from the past. From the past, mm-hmm. yeah. So an emotional relationship with this person, like. Like, I had, like, we, like, we weren't even in a relationship. Mm. Um, like, we didn't, like, label it or anything. I mean, um, but, but, like, I also had that, the very similar, very similar feelings as I'm having with Jacob. Like, that person made me feel safe. That person made me feel good about myself. Mm. Um, the only thing is that, like, there's distance uh, between us. So he lives in a different state. Mm. That will take like hours to like get there, and like I don't have an infinite amount of money to like fly up, up and down, whatever. Right, pay your teachers. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, but like we had an emotional relationship, but I think I was more invested in that than he was. Mm. Um, and then um, see, like I wouldn't even say that I was infatuated with this person because like I was invested, right? But, like, that investment wasn't reciprocal. And that, like, really hit me because um, I thought I had found the person that... I guess going back to, like, this idea of, like, perfect love. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I had found that person. But I also realized that, like, he's not the one. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, really hard for me to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just move on. I remember still, like, trying to, you know, like, slide into, like, not not slide into his DMs, but just, like, message him, just, like, keep checking in mm. when I realize I'm just, like, hurting myself even more. Just to, like, mm, go back to that wow. side of trauma. Yeah. Um, so, on top of deleting social media, I also deleted him from all my social media. So, I have zero contact. Uh, sometimes you gotta. Yeah. That's really powerful because I think it's really hard... For people to do. I think, like, especially in the age of social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you always want to, like, check in on them. Or yeah. Or you always want to, like, make sure that, you know, like, you're still within their orbit. Yeah. Um, but, like, literally, it's just a waste of time. Like, why? And energy. And why? emotional... I guess emotional energy. Psychic energy. I don't know. It's... 
Gosh, I just, I mean, I think you raised a really good point about how self-inflicting um, it can be living in this age of, like, exes. Like... You mean like having exes in the age of social media? Yeah, like you mm-hmm. can, you won't, you don't even have to be talking about them, but you can be a lurker. Oh mm. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. you know, like in the early days of the internet, like I used to have like a like a page tracker on my live journal, <laughs> and I can I can tell when like an ex was like looking at my shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, and it would feed like. Like, yeah, you're, like, still checking up on me, mm-hmm. you right. jerk. Or, like, or the other <laughs> way around, too. It's just, like, you would check, like, who their followers are. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, like, oh, he's he's following the same person as me. Like, he must be listening to, like, what, like, you know, like, what I said before or whatever. Right. Or, um, or like, oh, my gosh, he's following someone else that looks a lot like me. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, what does that mean? Mm. Right. Yeah, that's real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that I was raised in this um, conversation. So I, I want to also ask, um, and a little bit, you've touched both on it. Um, who do you typically date? <laughs> <laughs> call out. <laughs> and, and you say call out, but let us remind our listeners who Jean Mun- Munson? Munson, what? Is that? That's not a very Filipino last name. <laughs> Okay. It's um, from the region in the sea. <laughs> it's a bird somewhere in the Philippine Islands. <laughs> um, I, I think because of my Mormon upbringing and not being around a lot of other Filipinos, I for sure was like gravitated towards white men mm. and then um, white women. Um, and there was a time where I like, you know, like... Heather is a very special white woman. Yes. Like, I'm... <laughs> do you want to say this for that episode or you want to go and do... What do you, what do you mean? Like, because we wanted to do something that really... Oh, yeah, about, about our white partners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, my tolerance for white people is, <laughs> like, um, like, diminishing. Um, and so... Or even just, like, I... What am I trying to say? So, like, I expanded my dating pool to, like, like to try to date people I've never dated before. Right. Um, like, folks who I aesthetically would not be into um, or, uh, like, someone who is non-white mm-hmm. but very much lives as a white person. Like, mm-hmm. that didn't make any That's for some real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, my first boyfriend, who's not white but very much, like, wanted to be Italian. I can't with you. Can we stop this? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, someone else that I dated who just does not really... Like, they just live their life as a white person. Right. Anyway, um, I, like, told myself I wasn't, like... I was going to be done with white folks, like, dating them at least. Um, but Heather's different. Heather's awesome. Heather's very awesome. Um, like, I don't have to... And I so I guess this can also answer like who who did I typically date but like like who I want as a partner as like Mm -hmm. a life partner now like Mm -hmm. I want someone that I don't have to like explain why um reverse racism is not a thing or like I don't have to like like we check each other once in a once in a while but it's like a it's always it's always coming from a place of love and it's like Mm -hmm. um it's it's not to be like 
you're not a real feminist. Like, it's not like that. Um, So I think what is, what is also important to me is that um, she is like deconstructing what it means to be a white woman um, and what kind of privileges she has and like how to um, like dismantle white supremacy in the spaces that she inhibits. Like she's a nice white lady. She's doing the work. And like, I don't have to like do that extra work Mm -hmm. to like be like, no, actually that's pretty fucking racist or like, you know, and yeah. then I think also what's important to me is that someone else is doing their own healing work mm-hmm. um, and is, um, like, I don't have to, like, like, we are on the same page with how we communicate. Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, like, Daniel is <laughs> a up in the air. Like, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so we've had a couple disagreements, like, if maybe I said something in a really, like, nasty tone or, like, you know, we will, like, pull each other aside at the end of the, in, or, like, moments later and just be like, hey, I didn't like the way that you did that or, like, um, yeah, it's just, like, really um, communicating, um, like, boundaries in a non-toxic way. Right. In a way of growth. Yeah, um, and just, like, communicating with compassion um, rather than, like, because I'm very accustomed to, um, and not just, like, in my relationships, but with, like, my family, just, um, what's that word when you're, a passive aggression. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, like, a, that was a big part of who I, like, my communication style previously, like, Mm -hmm. how I communicated, Um, just, like, Sarcasm that's not like funny. Um, or saying things that you don't actually mean. Yeah, or like reacting a certain way mm. because like I'm just like projecting. Mm. Or, and then looking back and being like, oh yeah, that person did that because they were projecting to me. Right. Um, and like not trying to take things so personally, but just it is important to me <laughs> that we are both doing healing work and, um, are anti-capitalist. <laughs> I, I really like that you talk about the healing work because there's always that narrative we were growing up with, which is like, they complete me, you know? Oh, no. Right? And like, conditioned, um, you know, also in the narrative is like, we can fix each other, Mm-mm. you know? And um, people come as they are, you know? So I have gathered that from learning between the two of you and your relationship. Um, what about you, Daniel? Oh, so I don't think I said this, but Jacob's my first boyfriend. Yeah, so, like, this is your longest. This is my longest relationship because I've never been in one. Right. So I'm still kind of, like, tiptoeing through the process mm-hmm. because I don't know what it's like being <laughs> attached. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, like, I'm still tiptoeing through that Um but I think part of, like, I, I do agree with what Nicole said about, um, like, that communication and learning how to communicate with compassion. Right. Um, and, like, going back to this, um, like, passive-aggressive past, because I used to be the same. And also on top of that, like, like silencing myself in a way to 
like appease the other person. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I should be respecting myself because that shit was disrespectful to me. Learning to love yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, learning to love yourself within your own relationship. Yeah. That's huge. Um, Absolutely. That's huge. Right. Like, I've, time and time again, I would, like, sacrifice, you know, like, my comfort. I would sacrifice my time. I would sacrifice my voice just so the other person feels comfortable, feels heard, <laughs> feels this. And I'm just like, what is this shit? Like, I'm tired. Yeah. Oh. You know, both of you have um, a common theme, which is, like, in, I guess by Western standards of, like, how um, white folks date, we're considered, like, late bloomers in terms of dating or being sexual and all these yeah. things, right? So, like, um, I think that really can resonate with our listeners who still live in spaces where they can't talk about sexuality or dating, right? Because they still live in very explicit, um, heteronormative places, especially, like, the Philippines, so. And also, like... Um, you live on your own timeline. Right. So, like, yeah, I'm 37, and I for sure have friends who've, who got, you know, because I grew up LDS, so I have friends who got married, like, real early, or, or like, just friends who, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, have it together, but, like, don't put, like, an expiration date mm-hmm. on, like, yourself. Right. Um... Yeah, I agree. Especially that, like, for 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 gay men, and I'm not generalizing, at least, like, this is, like, what I see. Like, for gay men, there's, like, this, um, like, there's this priority to be sexual. Mm. Um, um, where, like, if you haven't had sex in, like, blank, then, also, again, I guess, like, late bloomer. Yeah. Like, this is my first relationship, because I never had the space mm-hmm. to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and I've had the space to even explore what it means for me to be gay because mm-hmm. the spaces that I was in wouldn't allow me or like at least like would would put myself at risk yeah um that's so real yeah too. um can we talk about um this like navigating the dating pool in terms of like being set up by other people and how that has kind of affected both your lives <laughs> Or like even how so being set up by other people in real time versus also um, trying to set yourself up on dating apps. Okay, so I guess I have to look back. Like the folks that I've dated, like I've always known. I've either known through other people, or I worked with them. <laughs> Don't do it. Do not do it. Um, or. I like so I met Heather on OkCupid. So like I've done like I don't I don't think I've I've never been set up like hey Nicole I think this person would be great for you like I've never no. done that no. Um, so yeah, just through like just from having similar circles or from being coworkers. <laughs> At least you ha- it's it kind of shows that your friends are not too intrusive or should are trying to shift your life how they think it should be. So shout out to Nicole's friends. <laughs> Daniel. Um, so I've been set up before, but like I've never like followed through. <laughs> like I like not like I didn't I didn't You didn't um, show up. It's not that I didn't show up, it's just that I was just like, mm, better not. Um, so you didn't show up. No 
Not the canceled? No, I I just said no to the person who tried setting me up. Good. No is important. Okay. No is important. Because it's like, I don't want to be that person to like sit down. And I feel like this is an approach that I take just so people like (laughs) leave me alone. Um, If truly, like, let's say I'm on a date, Mm -hmm. right? Say I'm on a date. Um, And Nicole is my date. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I like I sit down, we're talking, and things are just not not panning out. Okay. Right? Right? My approach and it's so bad because I feel like karma's gonna hit me right in the face. Um, one of these days. Hopefully not with Jacob. Um I'll just be like, Yeah, so even like, like mid eating salad or something. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work out. You know what? <laughs> you're being honest. Yes. Yeah. And you're setting boundaries. Boom. That's fine. Not wasting anyone's time. No. And like, even if it's like, do you want to be friends? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're kind of boring. <laughs> you know, you're blunt. You know. And I think that's a lot of growth for them. You know, because they could be coming into like, mm, like I'm all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> You know, and that's, that's good. You, I mean, honestly, like part of me is like, I don't want to disappoint them. But where is that coming from? But leading, that's like the, that's the partner thing, right? From before. Yeah. Like you don't want to disappoint them. Like, right. Right. (laughs) I mean, like there's, there's a way to, like, I I really admire that because like, I for sure have broken up with someone and they were like. Oh yeah, let's be friends. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I just don't respond. Like I just don't reach out <laughs> yes. to them after that. Like that I think that's way more like cool to just set those boundaries and to be honest cuz it's like you can't you cannot you are not in control of how other people react right to like you not being into them and it's okay that you're not into them. Right. right. So like and I see this a lot with, like, um, het women <laughs> of, like, <laughs> dating, like, really trash men. Uh. Um, or, like, oh, he's a nice guy, but, like, they're not attracted to him, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why? Why? <laughs> Small segue. Like, I think that that really, like, I think it happens for het women, not just for the bad boy or whatever, like, type, but also, like, for just trash <laughs> or like it's nice trash. guys yeah. who are trash yes yes right. yes 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 right. yes yes i really blame right. emo music for uh <laughs> setting up all these like attractive emo boys <sighs> to be like um <laughs> can I, I also want to add to the blame. I also want to um, blame 90s rom-coms who are always like, yes. nice guys finish last and uh, they'll have a transformation of when they're like hot. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like that's the programming that was in my brain. I don't need a transformation. Just, like just be hot and nice already. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut to And it shit. doesn't even have to be like Hollywood hot. Yeah. Like hot to me. Yes. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yes. Um, can we, so um, now that we're talking about queer and hats, um, let's talk about like how kind of conquest plays into that, you know? Mm. Oh, we got tech, we got we got a feeling <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I think like with like any new um, new attraction, because like, and I, and I guess like I will attribute this to being like not being desired as like a younger person. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm as an adult, like, 
um, maybe like that thrill of the chase mm-hmm. is definitely something that I've done. Um, and then also like, I definitely took on like a fuckboy persona for sure um, within the last couple of years, but that was like definitely trauma informed. Mm. Like um, it's, and I used to hold a lot of shame for this fuckboy. Um, but honestly, that fuckboy got me through some fucking shit. Mm. So, like, I have, like, hugged the fuckboy. That's beautiful, yeah. And been like, thank you for your service. <laughs> um, and I, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Right. Like, I don't need to, um like act like or want to like fuck everyone I meet like I don't have to do that anymore um but I think being on the other end of conquest or like not me personally but like I've seen it um at like uh gay clubs so this is like why am I and I was just talking, or my friends were talking about this a couple days ago, is that, like, we don't go to the clubs anymore. Like, we don't fuck with the gay clubs here anymore because there are, like, het people that show up to mm-hmm. try to, like, um, turn right. femme folks. Right. Or, yeah. Which is disgusting. Right. And, like, I would even... Transparent. Um, I would even... Um, confess to that 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 like this idea of conquest um, like I I'm like criminal to that because like me as a gay man have also you know tried like I guess the quote quote bending like mm-hmm. a straight man um, in cases where like I did quote quote bend the straight man mm-hmm. consensual, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, why did I toy with like their identity for my pleasure? That's deep. Yeah. Well, so now, now I'm like, because I for sure have like pursued um, straight women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just didn't work out. One because I was a very like hurt person, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And even when I would, like, um, teeter that line of, like, um, overstepping boundaries, like, I've had other people check me on that, which I'm thankful for. And it's, like, definitely, like, for me, a symptom of, like, trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if, like, so, Daniel, you said it was, like, it was consensual. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, like... Maybe you just helped them through their identity. It's possible. I guess, but I can't say that for them. Yeah. Right? So then I I don't know. But, like, within that context, though, it's like... I put them in a compromising situation, Mm. at least. Um, And, and, I mean, like, for some of the men um, that... Like, some of the straight men that I've had sexual relations with, like, we've talked about it... um, and for some, we still talk. For some, like, their girlfriends, no. Mm-hmm. For some, there's no contact. So it's like... I see. I still... I, like, I... It has changed definitely the dynamics of, like, our 
like our connection. Mm. Um, but I still, I like, I feel bad about it because, because mm. I was comfortable in the situation because I was the one trying to get them, whereas they're put in a compromising situation. I guess like they, I don't know. I think that's really fair of you to say, um, because it's like when we talked about this before the air before coming on, it's just like it works both ways in terms of like. Well, I mean, like, straight men, like, Mm -hmm. not just going after, like, queer women, but, like, just people in, like... (laughs) In general. Going after holes in general, like, that's... Yeah, and, uh, you know, and for the sake of sometimes just ego rather than, like, intimacy or, you know, or even just a good time. Like, I mean, like, even if it was just a good time, sometimes it's just done... For the just a pat on your own back, like yeah, got him. You know what I mean? Like, so. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about like this, <laughs> like the first time I had like a, um, the first time I had a like a Tinder hookup. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely just for like, just for one reason to have sex, and then um. This person was like, well, you could stay. And I'm like, no, I'm going by <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, Yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, well, I think the reason I think it's fair is because sometimes when we think about queers in our community, that they're only victims and not that they're also agents of, like, their own relationships. I know? mean, that, like, that's not, like, an explicitly straight or queer thing. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, conquest. Right. Um, so I just want to, you know, thank you for sharing for all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes we, there are people in our lives who have opinions about the things that we do, especially for queer folks in our community. And so we always turn back to how our parents (laughs) feel. (laughs) Because sometimes when we talk about people lurking on social media, we, uh, Baby lurking and aunties and uncles too. So, yeah. are you both out to your family? Yeah, I mean, like I'm married. Yeah. Like, uh, only my niece and my nephew came to my wedding, um, and like for a long time, I was um, like pretty hurt that my parents didn't want to come to my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just I don't hold it uh, against them because they are. Right, like now they're very like, um, they're really nice to Heather, and they are always asking about her and, mm. um, like invite us over for dinner and stuff like that. Um, but I guess like it took me maybe two partners for them to get to that point mm. of like wanting because they didn't like my first boyfriend, <laughs> and but like. Even as a teenager, like, talking about who I had crushes on, like, my mom was just, did not want to hear it. Just because she'd be like, oh, but why? Yeah. Um, Daniel? Um, Was not an option for you. (laughs) um, So, I am out to my family. um, More so just, like, my immediate family. Um, So, like, my family in Alaska. But... I'm sure my like my extended family like in the Philippines know. Um, I'm very, I'm like open about it like on social media when I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, remember, I just like 
I'm thinking back like before like I came out before I'm more like before I'm more like vocal about like my my being gay um my like my relatives or like my mom would even just be like so like like, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> like, you, like, like, auntie, stop. Um, like, do you have a girlfriend? Do they not know you? Like, <laughs> apparently not. Um, but, like, they would ask me, like, they have, a, um, they have a, a girlfriend. I remember my dad trying to, like, oh, okay. my dad was trying to set me up with um, the, the missionary pastor's daughter. No. Yeah. It's like, was she queer, though? What? Was it like you were no. going to be like each other's beards? No. <laughs> that would have no. been a cool, like, turn um, I mean, I've definitely seen that in my... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, like, they were just, like, not, like, not at all. So then when, you know, like, I started hooking up, when I started seeing, like, people and started, you know, like, I'm starting to see Jacob, like, they... They don't know that part of my mm. my my life. Like, I think it's, it's only my brother and my sister who I trust that know that I am with Jacob. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. like I I I don't know. I just I feel like they don't need to know yeah. what they don't need to know. Mm-hmm. That's a great point for our listeners because sometimes it's like. I don't know. In our culture, sometimes we make everyone know because we are programmed to be accountable. Excuse me. Yeah. You know, come home for curfew or, like, who who are you out with? Or, yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, I think that's really a bold and radical move to be, like, not all my business is your business. It's hard to establish those boundaries, yeah. too, or to, and yeah. to keep them. Like, um... I think I've gone, like, it's, it had ebbed and flowed for me to where, like, when I had my first boyfriend. Like, I wanted my parents to be all about them. When I was first with a woman, I wanted my parents to completely accept me, you know? And then I just finally learned, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, just live live for yourself. Right. right. Is, which is a very, like, I'm only now just really, um, like, doing, honestly. Um, I want to thank you both for you know, creating this space for me as a het person to learn. And, you know, you raised both a good point that I think goes together, which you said, you're with, or Daniel said, you're with people, certain people come into your life, you know, for reasons. But when you talked about your fuckboy uh, personality or persona, Nicole, I also think that cert, your certain per- personas come up in your life to also grow. Mm. As yeah. well, in response to that. So, do you have any closing words for this episode for either our uh, fellow queer folks listening in, our curious aunties, and um, <laughs> the exes that are here, or, <laughs> or, or um, um, those trying to grow into allies? Any closing words? I just want everyone to go to therapy if you have access mm-hmm. to it. Um, and to remind folks queer and not, or folks who date, to really think about what it means to have sex or date your friends mm. <laughs> and your coworkers. Like, really <laughs> think about how that would impact you and mm-hmm. the environment around you. Because Vegas is small. Yep. Queer Vegas 
is smaller <laughs> and critically conscious Vegas <laughs> is like in my hand. <laughs> and you know I have small hands. <laughs> so please really think about what it means. Because I definitely, there was a time where like I had crushes on all my friends. Which, like, yes. Me too. Well, like, so, and I and I was thinking about that, like, what does it, yes, I love my friends. Like, I'm in love with my friends, but I don't, I can love my friends and not want to sleep with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's a different kind of love. Anyway, everyone slow down and think about what you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think... I think you should be mindful about you with whoever you, you know, like whichever part of like this, like love spectrum you're at. Like if you are, if you are, if you, you know, don't want to see anyone, if you just like single, but not ready to mingle and you're just like living your single life, be mindful of you. If you are, Hooking up with people, be mindful of you in respect to them. Um, because, you know, those STDs, though. Mm. Um, <clears throat> be mindful, like, if you're in a relationship, be mindful of you, especially boundaries. Like, when do you need space? Mm-hmm. When do you um, want to keep going out? To um, like, well, when is your date night? Because mm. you don't want to go out every night. Um, like, be mindful. Like, if what if you're in like a, a, a more long term relationship, be mindful about like all the things that you are with them. Just be mindful because mm-hmm. you, you cannot tire yourself out because then you're practically giving up on yourself. I mean, communicate. Last, lastly, uh, <laughs> communication is key because like we're not all mind readers, so like. Right. Right. Folks don't know unless they know, and to um, really um, use enthusiastic content. Yes. Yes. So um, we're going to be signing off, and thank you again. Love to all of you. Love to my co-hosts. And this is Jean. This is Nicole. And this is Daniel. And this is the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, it's- this is podcast where we magically disappoint our parents and exes. Yeah, fuck those exes.